Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Michelle Smith, our founder of, of founder, the founder of DigiTeach, who help impact-driven educators create a life of more income, of more freedom, more flexibility by equipping them with the tools that they need to bring the world of online business right to them. Beautiful. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. After I just butchered that introduction to you, can you expand <laughs> a little bit more in the right way of, you know, where are you today with your business and who do you love to work with? So I am a teacher business coach or yeah, teaching business coach. So I really love to work with ambitious teaching business owners or ambitious educators who are wanting to change um, the way that they teach and earn. Um, And I just really love working with people who are ready to take their life to the next level and work for it, take action, be brave um, and just create some magic in their life. So um, those are my kind of people. And um, I help them. Typically, what I help them do is I help them stop trading their time for money in whatever teaching capacity that they're in, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's online teaching, whether it's freelance teaching, or they have their own teaching business. Often you find that they're in this um, kind of one-on-one teaching model, Mm. which is not sustainable. And many of them want more freedom and flexibility and time and impact. And so I help them move away from that and I help them trade value instead. I help them package their gifts into um, wonderful digital products that they can then launch and sell at scale, impacting more people, um, making more money, creating more freedom and all of that good stuff. All the good stuff that we we all are looking for as, <laughs> as creators. Um, The one thing you said in that, brave, I think that's so, so important in this this initial step to be taking that leap, that transition. There's a lot that goes into that, not just with the the tech and the actual work, but emotionally and and, and mentally. So Mm. how do you help your, your clients to actually do those things? So... I set an example. Firstly, I lead by example. So whenever I'm being brave and courageous in my business, I show that. I show also the realness of the experience. So I'm not like putting on a facade and being like, oh, this isn't going to be scary and this is going to be easy. Um, I I really am quite 
an open book in that way. And I, I lead by example, and I think that's important. Um, I embody the things that I teach, and I think that's important. Um, I also remind them about the fact that where they're at now, is the pain where they're at now greater than the pain of them making that change? And I think that's an important question to ask yourself. Like, And that was the thing for me, is where I was at in my life was, um, it was more painful than making the leap, than doing the scary thing, than launching the course, than getting visible online. Mm. Um, I feel like if your pain currently outweighs that, then it's just, for me, it's like a no brainer. Um, and yeah, I just remind them that the courage, the like having the courage to just go after what you want is just truly, truly the most empowering thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. That, that simple reframe of where you are right now, what are you feeling? What's the difference between where you were, where you are and where you want to be. So if you realize that, hey, yeah, this pain that I'm suffering right now, it's got nothing on. If I stay here, what's it going to be like if I do the thing, the big scary thing that I don't think I can do, or I have no idea how to do it? Would you rather stay where you're at? Oh my gosh. So just that, that mm. one reframe, that one bit of awareness, it sounds like that's, mm. that's almost the rocket fuel that, that starts this, this journey. But what's, what would you say is, <laughs> time and time again, do you find that your uh, your clients have to come up against, that you have to continuously, it's like, here we go, yeah. this is what we do time and time again. What would that thing be for them? Um, I think it's the resistance to failure. I see that mostly. It's the fear of failure that comes up that is a point of real struggle. And yeah. I can we can all relate to that. I think it's really conditioned in us as in our entire education to get, you know, the exams right, to pass the tests, to be the best, to like failure is we're taught from a young age that to fail is a bad thing. And what I see mostly is the fear of failure and getting in front of people and trying to do something that is your own and it potentially maybe not working out the first time. And that really mm. cripples people. And I think that's the one thing that really keeps people stuck in this kind of complacency state of where they're in, where they're not really happy. They know they want to do the thing. They know they've got more to share. They know they have more potential. Um, it's like this little inner whisper inside. It's there. They know it. But often the fear of failure um, freezes them. Mm. You said, um, you know, living by example. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic to, to, to lead by example. Um, look at Elon Musk. It's the greatest example of this particular thing. Fear of failure. Now, nah, build around the explosions. It's like, yes, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. You found another way not to launch spacecraft. Fucking amazing. Cool. <laughs> let's not do that again. Or how about next time, guys? Let's, let's fix this bit. Great. Now you're building. So that is a different mindset. And it's, it's not one that comes easy. I mean, I was there. The fear of fate is like, what if I do this and it doesn't quite work? What will then people think of me? What will that mean for, for my business, my relationships, my time? What, I'd have wasted this, all these things. And we can justify the hell out of not mm. doing a thing. What was it? What was it like for you? Where was your fear of failure back in the early days? 
Well, in the early days, I had not done anything of the sort. So I went from straight up teacher, online teacher. That's all I did. And that's all I knew. Right. And Mm. so what happened is I found a mentor who showed me this world of online business and courses. And I had to, I I invested with them and I made that decision to change what I was doing because I literally could not continue the way that I was. It was like out of necessity. Mm. Um, And I had to, I had to go from literally zero to, and I did, went from zero to launching a course in four months. And it was some of the hardest (laughs) months of my life, probably. And the amount of fear that I had that I would fail um, was really, really intense. But the pain of staying where I was was worse. And mm. so I moved and I moved through it. Um, and and yeah, it still happens. I think it's as a human being, you will always have that like fear of failure coming up when you try new things in your business. You always it pops up and it's like, what if I fail? Um, but then a, a helpful reframe is like, what if you don't? And what if it goes well? And I feel like we often just think about the failure and we panic about the failure, but we forget about what if it goes right? How yeah. amazing would that be? How life-changing would that be if it went right? Um, and I, I, that's what I have to do. I have to remind myself. And I also... I also follow the fear to the end game. So I sometimes just go, I'm like, okay, what if I do fail? What's the worst thing that can happen? And I go to that point and then I say, can I, can I survive that? Can I be okay with that? Um, and mostly I can, mostly it's fine. Mostly I'm still safe. Everything's okay. Mm. Everyone's fine. It's just, maybe I get a bit disappointed Maybe I feel like, uh, you know, that disappointment feeling, but can I live with that? Yes. If I can, then I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just do yeah, that. Looking at what is the absolute worst case scenario. It's a, it's a fun, <laughs> a fun yeah. little thing to do to really go there. And, and I do mean it's fun because once you do, it's like, oh yeah, I'll never actually reach this absolute worst case because I have this support network or safety system yes. or whatever it might be, or I'm not an idiot and I'll actually change what I'm doing. I can pivot. I can do things. So it's like all that worst case scenario. Realistically, you're probably not going to get there because you're already looking at, okay, well, how, what problems can I solve along that way? So I think it's a beautiful exercise to, mm. to do. And also finding the root of it because the fear of failure or fear of success, it's not what it's about. What is it mm. really about? Is it the fear of, of loss? Is it fear of rejection? Yes. If we find out what actually is the controller to it, oh my gosh, whether you actually resolve that or not, sometimes maybe it's, you can't resolve this because it doesn't really go away. It's so deeply ingrained. But if you know that it's there and you can realize, ah, oh, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm just doing this action or not doing this action because of that, okay, now you're aware of it, you can make a different change. So just that awareness, I think, can yes. play such a key role. Absolutely. Um, I totally agree. And I just feel like <laughs> this is someone who comes with comes with a bit of anxiety. I have an anxious brain by nature. And so our mind can be incredibly irrational. Mm. And we can get into this loop of all these really bad things that will happen. Oh, that yeah, are the spiral so is irrational. Real. 
the spiral, the rabbit hole spiral that one can get into when it comes to doing things that are out of our comfort zone. It is completely irrational. Some of the things that I would think, or sometimes do think it doesn't Mm. even, it wouldn't happen. Like it's, it's like, oh, well, what if I do this thing? And then I lose all my money and I land up on the street and I have no like way to live. It's like very dramatic. And so if you do have a mind like that, it's just about reining it in and coming back to really, let's just honestly look at what is the worst case scenario. Let's be straight up with it. Let's not be dramatic. Can we sustain it? Are we okay with it? Um, and also, what is even failure? I've also just had to reframe that whole experience because Ooh. what is that? I mean, what is failure? If, if, if you've not learned anything at all, and it's been like zero, like zero use to you. But how often when you do something, do you not learn anything? Like the whole process of doing the thing is, is in itself a win for me. It's the process that is the win. So the outcome, we don't have control of the outcome, but just going through that process and showing up and building the skill and building the resilience and the capacity, all of those things that you build through just taking that action and doing the thing, you've mm. won already. And that's what I feel. I honestly don't even see failure as a thing. Um, often my, my brain can go a bit irrational, but I really do just see like nothing's a waste and nothing's a fail. So to rein that back in, the clients that you work with to help them take those, those initial first steps, um, you said control. I was like, yes, that some of the things, the results, yes, yeah, you can manipulate, you can try and get what you want, but ultimately anything exi- outside of you, it's not in your control. So you mm. can just to have that again, back to awareness, to have that understanding is like, oh, that, that reduces the pressure slightly. It's like, oh, okay. You, but what, I think my question is going back to your audience, what do you see they have control over? What do you help them to realize here is where you can focus your time, your effort, your energy, all these things, because you control this. Bless you. You can't control all that stuff. Here is where you need to put your focus, your anxieties, your worries, your attention, your excitement. What's that like? I would say, I mean, the only thing that they can control is how they show up and how they take action. And that is what I have to remind myself as well, is that we cannot control the outcome. If we're going to launch something for the first time, we don't know what that result's going to be. We don't know anything of the outcome, but what you can control is your next step, is how you show up day to day in your business and simply the actions that you take. That really is in your control. You have the, the control to get up, and go work on your business and go do this thing and go do the things that move the needle. Like that is what's in control, your next step. And often we get, we get so overwhelmed with the mountain of things that we need to do. Sometimes we just need to strip it back to, okay, what, what is my immediate next step? What do I have control over right now? What can I do right now that's going to make a difference? And you just go do that thing. And I just, I really believe that's how you build the business. You literally just go do the thing. And then you're like, okay, what's my next step? And then you go do that thing. And then you just keep repeating that over and over again, those consistent action steps that then compound. And suddenly you've like, you've built a business or you've, you've made such strides. Mm. Now that's a very, 
logical process and logically everyone's probably like yeah i get it but shit it is so damn hard to do it because we're emotional beings we have environmental factors all around us it's not just a mental game so i know you said that you've by very nature you have a, a very anxious brain so what are the what are the triggers for you personally i mean you know all this stuff um so what is it for you that that you see oh this is a trigger um, whether it's before it happens or it's during what are they for you um well i would say in my business in my experience some of the hardest things that i've had to um face and the the most biggest triggers i would say is the visibility aspect of it um, for me, that would be where I get the most overwhelm. Well, where I used to get the most overwhelm and fear and panic and rabbit hole kind of situation is. Tell me more about that situation. Um, well, I would say I would just get very anxious and I would go down a bit of a rabbit hole and panic. And I never liked going in front of I never liked public speaking. And that came back from a childhood kind of experience. I stopped liking public speaking and that was just embedded into me, like into my cells. And then when I had to start my business, I had to get visible. I had to, that you cannot really have your own online business if you don't get visible. I feel like it's very difficult to achieve. And so that was a pretty big um, demon that I had to face probably the biggest for me personally that I had to try. So did you, and did you I had to use just, tools to manage was it, myself. Was that taking a bit more time longer than it needed to? Was it doing all this faux action or dumb shit? That's like, I don't have to be doing this, but I'm going to do this because it stops me from showing up on, yeah. on social media or writing the email or making that phone call, whatever it is. Um, so I was actually pretty, if I look back, I didn't actually avoid it. So I didn't go around it and I didn't try busy myself with other things because my mm. mentor and the person who I started with showed me that this is the thing that I needed to do. I had to get up and I had to go live and I had to launch my course and I had to sell and I had to do all these things that I'd never done. Um, and so I really went straight into it, but it was very challenging and I had to develop tools to be able to regulate my nervous system and be able to do the thing. And so then I was really like meditation and breath work were my thing. Like that is how I got through um, those earlier days when I was just really crippled with fear. Mm. I really had to spend a lot of time managing my mind um, and regulating my nervous system and just bringing myself into a state of relative calm so that I could. And then I did. I would just literally go live, speak in front of people, and I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified, but afterwards it, it's, you realize, okay, I'm safe. I'm okay. Everything's fine. And you learn. And then the you get that learned end. behavior. The world I didn't, didn't end. die. <laughs> Everything's okay. okay. Brain, keep up with me. Keep up with me here. You see what's happening as the exactly. sort of rewiring evidence. process takes place. Yeah. You need to build evidence for that. And now, and it's so funny, the things that scare you, once you do them a couple of times, they lose their power over you. You no longer are um, held back by them. And I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur and doing this thing is that you are literally overcoming so many resistance points because you kind of have to. And then they don't have a grip on you anymore. And that's quite freeing. Mm -hmm. 
Let's flip that around because that is so true. Once you do things, it becomes easier. Everything becomes easier with practice. Everyone knows this, but it can be hard to do to overcome that first barrier, the first hurdle. So, but then you grow your business. So look at what you've, what you've come through. Look at what you help people to do. It's fantastic. And the growth that you've had and the success that you've had, super, which means cool. You've now hit the next level. <laughs> you, you probably hit multiple different levels as you've been growing. So these things no longer have the power. What do you find, even in your growth, that, ooh, mm. it keeps showing up. It's sneaky. And what's, what's coming up right now that's kind of maybe a, a new challenge that you didn't have it back in the day, but now, oh, mm. crumbs, this is next level stuff. What's that for you? So um, that, that would be my beliefs. Um, it's an internal game at this point. And I feel like I've gotten to this point in my business because I've had to rework my whole identity and I've had to shed a lot of myself and a lot of my beliefs. And I've had to unlearn a lot of stuff and relearn new things that were more empowering and serving to get me to where I am. But if I want to take my business to the next level, it's going to require an, a, much more of that. And I feel like there is still a lot of certain beliefs and ways of thinking and preconditioning that I still am being held by. And I'm still being like, I, they're still there. And I know they're there because I can do all the strategy and I can do all the things, but I am, it's just not, it's just not moving me to that next level. And so mm. I really do think that your, 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 your beliefs, your thoughts, your identity, your energy, all of that stuff becomes really important, especially at this level. Now, when, when you're, you've made money, you're doing the thing and you want to like, say, double it and take it to the next level. So what, what do you, where's the identity that you want to be? So, you know, I mean, as, as a coach, you almost, you almost learned too much. It's, you mm. know, everything, you know, what it should, what we should be doing or how you can be extracting these, but mm. you know, to a certain level, um, mm. So knowing too much is, is one thing that's, that can be so, so tough. What's the identity you're trying to get to? And what do you specifically, what, what are those things that you're like, yeah, I know this is going to be a challenge or this is mm. what I'm trying to, to work through. I logically know it. I just mm. can't seem to work through it. I think for me, it's a, a belief that is quite hardwired into my system um, just from childhood and conditioning and all that jazz. It is the belief that one must work hard to make more money. Uh, mm. We need to work hard to make money. So I kind of, it. I know I've, I've, I see it. I know it's hardwired into me and I have that kind of nature to kind of work hard. I'm a bit of a, I don't play around. Like I work hard and I, um, it's a little bit of more into that masculine energy of just taking action and a little bit of the grind, right? I can mm. fall into that, that habit. And I think it's, it comes from the belief system that one must work hard to make money. And yes, of course we need to work hard to make money, but it isn't connected. Like you actually, when, when you when you start taking your business to like, I work less now and I make more money than what I did in the past. And that just debunks the entire myth. Right. So I feel like that's something that I I'm having to work through. And my next version of me fully embodies the belief that it is not how many hours you put in that equals the amount of money you make. Mm. It's not connected. 
And it's, it's not really like, it's just a belief that doesn't re- it's a story that we tell and it's not true. Um, because you see seven figure business owners working very little. They've, they've set up the system. They've set up the machine. They've set up the thing. They've, they've got the team. Um, Ooh, so, so, so what's, what is that step? What's stopping you from, from getting, I mean, you know, this, this is a false belief. You, you, you've actually, you know, you said you've, you've proven it to yourself that it is false. Yeah. Mm. There is something not quite in place. So what, what is that thing that if you only had that, if you could do that, then you could maybe start to see it. So what is that for you? Well, I do have my team and I, I have delegated a lot of my stuff, which has been magical. And it is like the best thing when you do that. Um, and I just think that there's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly trying to look for it myself because I, I really do believe that I've got a bit of a sabotage in me in that sense. Mm. Um, I, I have, I have this, yeah, feeling that I cannot, I need to keep working harder and harder to get, like, if I worked 10, if I worked 1x to reach this result, in order to double my, my result, I have to work 2x. Mm. Um, it really is just a belief. I, I, I already acknowledge that it's, um, well, I know that it's a story, but moving through it is different and actually showing up is different, right? Like truly detangling yourself from that that belief is yeah, it's quite that, a process that consistency because it's all good and well logically you'll get it but you can find yourself coming back in it's exactly a, it's a habit it's a as you said it's, it's a, rep- a story repetition yes absolutely so hey look once this is once you work through that because i've no doubt that you will because of the the different levels you've gone through once you've gone through that what what are you going towards what's the what's the dream for you well I absolutely want to impact more people. So that's definitely top of mind for me. Um, I was very motivated by money in the beginning and I still am motivated by money, but not, not closely amount to the, the impact and the meaning that I get from the work that I do. So that mm-hmm. really is what drives me. And I, the, the dream for me is to have more human beings into my world that I can help without me having to trade my freedom and trade uh, my time and and I have come pretty far in my journey. I've already avoided uh, or stopped trading my time in some capacity or quite a lot of capacity. Um, but for me, it would just be taking it to the next level, um, bringing in more people into my world without me having to work more and me just having like my dream team and I can just be in my zone of genius, coaching people, connecting with people and um, yeah, that would be, that would be my dream. Fantastic. It's so fun to, to sort of hear people say what, what they want to do, what they're trying to do, what they're gunning towards. And it so closely mirroring what, what they do, everything you just said there, isn't that exactly what you help your students, your clients work through at a yes. different level, it's a different yes. kind of situation, but it is exactly the same thing. So you truly are leading the way to it's all about time freedom. It's all about charging your worth and not having the the revenue linked to your physical time. And mm. you're coaching one aspect, but maybe the challenge is you're actually trying to reach another one. So you become an expert at, at this bubble. Yes. But where the bubble that you're at now, just so different, so much higher. Like it's the same thing, 
the flavor's different. It feels different. It's there's less air up here. Oh my gosh. And that's <laughs> I think where maybe where the self-sabotage comes in. It's that you you don't actually know that it is brand new, that things yeah. do feel different. Um so it's this is the fun and games. The fun and games of being the solopreneur and the CEO. This growth is kind of beautiful. Oh. It's scary, but it's exciting, right? Yeah, it's completely addictive. And sometimes like I ask myself, why do I do this? Like, why have I chosen this path? But then I, I'm like, there's no other way that I could do it. Like, I cannot imagine anything else. And for me, even though it is some of the most challenging things that I've had to endure through being an entrepreneur and building a business, I'm not mm. going to sugarcoat it. It has been truly challenging in, in a lot of ways. It has been hands down the most transformational thing that I've ever done in my life. And I would never change it for anything. And it's, it's, it's just once you start and once you just feel like yourself shift and see the shifts in your life and start living more in alignment with what is right for you, like on an intuition level. Mm. Oh my gosh. There's just nothing better. Amen. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. Look, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing not only what you do and how you help your clients, but behind the scenes, a bit more about you and your business and your growth as a business owner. It's been fascinating. It has been so, so wonderful to be chatting to you today as well. I've loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Uh, so they can find me at digiteach.biz. Um, that's my website. And they can also listen to my podcast, the uh, um, Empowered Entrepreneur, and Instagram is digiteach. Awesome. Well, everyone, go check that out. And Michelle, yes. thanks again. This has been, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I've loved it. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.